everyone, I'm Ari here with Rachel and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. This week we're on episode 155 and we're asking, what is a deus ex machina? Before we dive into this topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already and if you enjoy the show, please do share it with friends and maybe write a review. Okay, so just what is a deus ex machina? Okay, in English it roughly means God from the machine or God out of the machine and that actually comes from a reference during plays when a God character would be lowered onto the stage by like a cable or like a weird machinery thing and this god character would often be brought in as a divine intervention for an unfixable situation that had occurred. In literature, deus ex machina is actually a plot device where an unsolvable problem that has occurred within the novel is suddenly resolved in an unexpected and often very unlikely manner. And this plot device is just for fixing an issue that, let's be honest, should have been fixed during the rewrite. Seriously, not that difficult. I get it now. (laughs) I think I get it now. Okay, just quick disclaimer. I don't know anything about uh, this topic, really, because no matter how many times I've tried Googling it, I just couldn't understand the definition of it or anything like that. And I also want to say, Ari, I really enjoy the fact that whenever we talk about, you know, a literary device or just anything that has a definition in your notes, you write the definition. Whereas I'm like, (laughs) we're just talking about this thing today. And this is what it is. Get it. Got it. Good. But have you ever watched Cinema Sins on YouTube? I love Cinema Sins. Cinema Sins is amazing. And for all of those who are listening right now, if you have not watched Cinema Sins, stop listening to us and go on YouTube and watch Cinema Sins. Seriously, they're more important. Or but wait till time... after our episode and then go. <laughs> stop trying to chase our listeners away. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Go watch Cinema Sins. In every sing- pretty much every single episode, whenever he he's talking about whatever movie, he always mentions the ex machina. And I was like, I don't know what he's saying. But now I got to go back and rewatch some of the older episodes from movies that I've seen and like put that in my head. So basically, it's just like it's like um not a loophole. It's a, it's an unlikely loophole. Hole. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. you're trapped in a maze. Oh my god, there's nothing happening, and then suddenly, whoop! Someone happens to time travel and opens a portal right in front of you. Oh my god, how lucky! And you've never mentioned this time traveler before. It's that. It's a, it's often silly, very unexpected, weird, out of the blue thing where it's not been referenced. You've never mentioned the time traveler before. You just couldn't figure out how to get the character out of the maze because the maze was unsolvable, and you'd made that a point and then got stuck in it. It's like that. And to be honest, I can give you a better example. It doesn't help Rachel because she hasn't seen the movie and I have chastised her about this. Yeah. The do sex machina can be used on purpose in a comedic effect, but it has to be done well. I'm not saying this is the best example the where it is done well, but it was done on purpose. And if you have seen Life of Brian, which is a Monty Python film, and that follows the story of Brian, a young man who is born on the same day as Jesus in Bethlehem and is then mistaken for the Messiah and ends up with a following and, you know, is constantly trying to get away from these people. Now, there is a part where Brian is being chased by Roman soldiers and he runs up these stairs in a tower it's going round and round and then he reaches the top and the tower hasn't been finished there's a guy up there with a hammer fixing away it hasn't been finished and he falls out of the tower but instead of falling to his death he falls into a spaceship that just happens to be passing by at that time and then they have a mini space battle with another ship and then he ends up back on earth that's a deuce ex machina it was used for comedic effect because obviously you know you're in ancient times and then you've got a spaceship that just happens to be passing and it was 
done silly, but that is the sense. They literally put something that was completely out of left field, dragged it into this thing and went, okay, he's coming off. He's going to fall out of the tower. We can't have him falling out of the tower. Uh, Saved by a spaceship. (laughs) So not the best way. They could have just written it so that he didn't go up the stairs and he didn't fall out of the tower. But obviously they did that on purpose. Well, yeah, I guess if you do it on purpose, but like for the sole purpose of comedic effect, then that's fine. But you do have to be careful with your genres because even if you want it for a comedic purpose, depending on how dire the situation is or what the overall tone of the rest of the book is, then that comedic effect probably will just feel shoehorned in and may not have the same effect that you're expecting it to have. Exactly. And then people will be just like, wow, that feels stupid and pointless and you didn't write well rather than going oh my gosh yeah that's so funny you sort of like inverted it oh funny I think you have to be really careful and personally I think it's not that easy to do because as you said you've got to be good with you know you've got to build it in ready so that when it happens it might come out of left field but it still works how easy is that to do I don't know so maybe just avoid it I mean, unless you have like this really, really good idea that maybe you could pull it off. But yeah, I feel like it would be difficult to do. And I got to ask, do you think, I mean, how many movies have you watched? How many books have you read where one character, you see their journey from point A to point B, and then there's somebody else there when they get to their destination. And then you are thinking, or maybe the protagonist says this out loud, and they're like, how did you get here? I had to go through quicksand, and I had to go over a vat of poisonous snakes, and do this and do that. How did you end up here when I left before you? Would you consider that to be a deus ex machina? Or is that like something different? Because I feel like it's kind of a cop-out when you have, when you see the character's journey, and then They get there and then somebody else is just like magically there. And I think in some cases when that happens, that second character that's there has to be there for a certain purpose. But for some reason, they didn't go with the character. But now that they're together, they need that other character to help the protagonist. But it's like, how did you get here? Like, we know why you're here, but why didn't you go with the the protagonist in the first place and so on and so forth? Would you consider that? It could be, especially if they were like, if they hadn't had that character come with them during their snake vat quicksand walk, (laughs) I mean. But if that character was like, oh yes, I just happened to pass a flying caravan and they travelled at supersonic speed and brought me here, yes, that feels very, you've just thrown something in that didn't work. Now, if it was saying... I don't know. Yeah, actually, it could be because it could be like, even if you said, oh, there was a magic door magically transported me. It's like, have you ever mentioned this magic door before? Have you hinted there was a magic door before? Have you suggested that there's any other form of transport or way of getting there in some way? Maybe. But if you didn't and you just shoehorn that guy into that place, it could be a deuce. Especially, as you said, if that character is suddenly pivotal to the main character's event situation that they're coming up to. And it's like, yeah, we just brought him. Giant Eagle did it. (laughs) Right. It almost feels like lazy writing in a way, because if you have character A and character B together and then character A is like, hey, we have to make it over here. And then character B is like, oh, I'll meet you there. And it's like, well, the the writer, it feels like the writer just didn't want to add their journeys together. And then it almost kind of makes you question character B in a way, which maybe is the point. You never know. But I will use the Emperor's New Groove 
as an example of that. Did you ever see The Emperor's New Groove? Yes, I did. I did. It's a oh, great movie. Such a good movie. I love that movie. I know which bit I you're mean, about to say. <laughs> yeah, at the end where they're running to, uh, I think they're running Yzma. to Cusco's castle or oh, yeah. tower. Or no, 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 they're going to Yzma's to get the potion. They're going to Yzma's, back. yes. Yeah, and they're and you know Cusco and uh, Pacha are running together, and then Isma and Kronk are following behind them, and then it's like you see you see the two main characters arrive to their destination, but they went through all of this crap, and then Isma and Cusco are already there. So, like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. But going back to the whole comedic effect, this is where they break the fourth wall because Cusco is like, how did you guys get here before us? And then Kronk pulls down a map showing both of their journeys. And he's like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like, even the writers don't know. So I feel like that's a good way. That's a good use of the comedic effect and almost kind of like a deus ex machina, I guess, because they needed the bad guys to be there before, but they didn't know how to get them. So they were like, you know what? We're going to shoehorn them in and to make it look like we did it on purpose we'll have them break the fourth wall yeah that was it exactly because it was just like yeah they, they, they started flying then they got hit by lightning and then they dropped and it was like oh we're here and it's like yeah but as you said it was completely for comedy it worked visually if they'd have tried that in a book probably would have been harder i think you needed that visual but again it's like there's so many ways you can you can sneak around it like the, the example you gave earlier about the person being suddenly in the other place you could easily just say that character suddenly realized that they needed to be there too. They'd missed their chance. The only other way was sneaking aboard a pirate ship because that pirate ship, you know, only the pirate ships are in that area and they can go round the water, which is the whole reason why the other group didn't go that way because, you know, you might get killed by pirates. But this person's like, freaking hell, this is the only way. And they sneak onto the pirate ship and then you've always got a little side story if you want to. And that's how they got there. At least there's something. But just having them appear with magic door or random giant eagle you've never mentioned yeah, it feels a little bit like bad writing. And I personally think that is what most Ex Machina comes down to. It's bad plotting. Writers have written their characters into an inescapable situation or sort of fudged the plot. They don't know how to get out of it. So they throw in some illogical twist to get them out. And it doesn't really help because most readers aren't a big fan of that because you feel kind of duped that someone's messed you about. And it can sometimes happen with hopeless situations, such as if a story... A story is moving forward and the character, a character, gets killed off. I have seen it where it's almost as if the writer did not want that to happen. And instead of rewriting it so that the character was injured or it just changed the, the dynamic, instead they just sort of drop in some wandering vagrant who happens to be an ex-wizard carrying back-to-life potion happens to be in his bag and wouldn't you know it characters now alive and well possibly a zombie but alive and well and it's just if you were trying to invoke evoke emotion by killing off a character and then you were like oh, i don't really want my character dead either don't evoke the emotion by killing them off or plan it better how to bring them back to life don't just throw in random magical man we've never mentioned before who's just de duping on the scene with his bag of potion i hate it i'm really angry <laughs> It is another ranty podcast. I mean, whenever we talk about tropes and stuff, it's got to be a ranty podcast. Because I feel like this happens for a lot of things. And I honestly can't think of any examples at the top of my head. So maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. But I will say that, like, I do agree with you. I There are so many, I'm going to say movies, 
because again, I can't think of any books, but I can't really think of any movies either. But I know they're out there when you they kill off a character and then it's like, oh, they're not actually dead. Or like a TV show where a character dies and then five episodes later, they magically show up and they're like, oh, I was running things behind the scene. I had to pretend that I was dead so that the enemy was like misled or something. And I feel like in a way, that can sometimes work, but I do feel like it is an overused thing across the board, across genres, movies, books, TV shows, what have you. So, I mean, now the way that you explained it, you said that they killed off a character and then, you know, a magical ex-wizard appeared and was like, haha, I have potion that'll bring you back to life. So it's kind of like an undo button or a reset button. Now, in what I just described, where it's like they just have the characters die and then they magically come back to life, would you still say that's a deuce ex machina? Because there was no really... There was no real reason there, or I guess the reason being that they pretended to die, but they weren't actually dead. As a character pretending to die and then like hiding out and then like revealing later. I don't think that's a do sex magna because if that's something feasible. So say you were writing a, some sort of gritty thriller uh, with spies and one of the spies died, got killed off, got shot and that. And then obviously the other spy rushed off in a act of vengeance because isn't it always some act of vengeance and then you find that actually the the you know the extraction team arrived just in time the other character was not fully dead and they managed to revive them but they didn't want to tell character a who's running into the you know the the, the weeds to get that's not the right term it's running into the fray <laughs> running into the weeds the main character is running into the fray to sort of like go after the big bad who killed off their partner friend whatever and then it comes out later oh my gosh they didn't die i said that is just a, a, a workable plot device because it's not the same as writing a character into a corner if it's been planned it's like even with the the wizard who just appears if you've planned it if you are, if you arranged for the wizard to have been earlier in there some ex-wizard who was fired from the wizarding work <laughs> and he's just like screw you all gonna go on the road travel see the world hate you all and he just wanders off and he steals supplies because he's been fired and he just happens to steal life-saving power see that works because you planned it you you showed that he was there originally that he had those powers that he stole that stuff that you've explained why he's wandering about why he would have that powder or potion or whatever and you know you've set up the situation if however you've never mentioned this guy your world doesn't even have friggin wizards definitely not powders and pow potions to save people and then you kill off someone and go oh shit i didn't really want to kill that character off i know wizard happens to be walking around like a vagrant yeah that'll do that's a do sex machina if it's not planned if it's a corner issue where you've written yourself into these corners and you can't get out and then you're just like okay i'll do this and it all comes down to not rewriting it's like i'm in a problem i'm in a, i'm stuck in an issue i'll just keep writing and it's like no stop go back and fix it instead of just adding to it it's like making things worse you know if you if you've written the story where your character loses and then you think oh shit i didn't mean for them to lose how am i supposed to fix it you got two options rewrite it so that they don't get stuck and lose or let them lose you know don't wrong if you set it up as a happy ever after and then you killed off his love interest and then he goes to jail you've kind of messed up because you set the story up as a happily ever after and then like ended with tragedy not good but 
if you end up with a character losing, a character dying, just maybe you should let them stay dead. Maybe you should let them lose. Or if you really don't want to, go back and rewrite that bit. But don't keep... It's like adding on until it gets worse. And then you end up going, ah, the only way to fix this magical spell. Do so, Maxima. Yeah, you got to think it through. We, If you get into like a tight corner with your novel, you need to like... As Ari said, you just got to stop, take a step back and really think the situation through. And honestly, like I could say this, I'm going to say this to whether you're a planner or whether you're a pantser. Now is a good time to take a look at your notes or any outlines that you may have made and just really think about like, okay, where did this go wrong? Why did my characters do this? How did they get from point A to point B when I really wanted them all the way at point L? I don't know. How many times have we written a book and then we've wanted our characters to do something and then they end up doing the complete opposite? And nine times out of ten, it seems to work. And you can just listen to your characters and let them do whatever they want. And somehow it kind of works. It's self out like it everything works out in the end for the most part you still need to do some editing rewriting tweaking whatever so if something happens to one of your characters that you don't want again take a step back and really consider the idea ask yourself how they got to that point but then also look at the situation as a whole and just think about the plot and where you want the ending to go and maybe your characters kind of made a decision for you and maybe that ends up being the right choice again as Ari said if you want a happily ever after and then the protagonist ends up you know going to jail or dies or whatever then yeah you you do need to rework it but sometimes it, it works out itself in a way but I don't mean that in the sense that you should just keep writing and like push through the plot holes and things like that. You need to like look at the overall picture and uh, pinpoint where it where it veered off the path and how to get it back on that path. Or you make some cuts. I mean, there's like there's the whole rewriting thing. But during the editing, you're probably going to end up cutting out scenes, chapters, paragraphs. You know, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. When you write your first draft, you're supposed to write more, get all of your thoughts out, even if you write like the same scene three different ways. At least you have all your ideas laid out. And then when you actually go back and edit and you look at the flow of the novel and where they are from point A to point B to point Z, then you can figure out, okay, what needs to be cut? What needs to be rewritten? What can stay? And then oftentimes that's kind of how you get yourself out of those plot holes and out of those reset buttons. There's no quick thinking like, oh, I need to jump ship real quick because I, I wrote myself into a hole. How am I going to get myself out? Let's have this random wizard come with a potion. Boom, done. Well, maybe they don't get in that hole in the first place. Just all you have to do is, you know, pick your characters up, take them out of the hole, cover the hole, pat it down and just have them walk around it. Easy peasy. That's it. That is it. It's like sometimes you look and it's like you're struggling with this issue, but why are they there? If we go back to Life of Brian, obviously I said it was a comedic thing, but if it wasn't, it's like, just don't have him going up the tower. He can run through a tunnel. Ah, fixed. Sometimes it really is that level, but I think sometimes if you're stuck in your novel too deeply, it's almost like you can't see the wood for the trees and you're just like, well, he's in the hole. Oh my God, he's in the hole. He's in the maze. He's, he's, he's stuck. And it's like, okay. So take 14 steps back. How did he get in the hole? Oh, he took left door. Here's an idea. Go to the right door. Oh my gosh, fixed it. But with that, how do you know if you have created an ex machina? So I think personally, it is, personal opinion, more likely to happen if you're a pantser. If you're a plotter, you are more likely to sort of catch yourself doing that because 
it should be in your outline mostly not always because you might be a planter like me where you get halfway through the outline and go yeah that's enough and then you start writing so bad gotta stop doing that but what you need to look out for is is there a sudden and unexpected plot twist in your novel we do like plot twists they are good but if you have not hinted at it if you have not put any foreshadowing or referenced it earlier, even subtly, could be creating an ex machina. Is there a sudden resolution to a very obviously unsolvable issue? And is the solution pretty illogical and probably baseless? Coming completely out of left field and all your readers going, the fuck was that? What have I just read? That'll be an ex machina. What about a solution that has come from the random character with little or no influence to the storyline that has just happened to be near right when you need them. There's your ex-wizard. Yeah, it's not good. Or even fate and chance jumping in to fix the impossible. Or you could even go around and say that God did it. Did God reach down and fix it? Because that would probably be a really big do sex machina. So the whole point is, if you look through your story and if you find that you have a couple of these situations, you probably want to rewrite them. And if you aren't sure, give it to your beta reader and specifically ask, did this plot twist come out of left field? Did you feel that this ex-wizard made sense or did I just blindside you with him? And get their feedback. Because most people can, they, even if they don't know the term of it, even if they don't understand it, there's that kind of sense of, what the hell did I just read? Why did that just happen? And they might be able to just go, I didn't really feel anything or I don't get this guy. You didn't talk about him. He seems quite cool. I want to know more about him. In which case you can drop wizard bits in. That sounds weird. You could drop scenes of wizards further in the earlier parts of the story. It's been a long day, people. I am very tired. But yeah, wizard dust. <laughs> Wizarding dust in the middle. Dust. You could. You... I'm gonna be thinking about that. I, I, honestly, I, I, I am fine to just, just literally just stop this episode right in the middle because I was well, not in the middle at the end. Oh yeah, but yeah, so that, that's what that is. What a do sex machina is. It is messing up with a stupid plot twist, fixing it the way you shouldn't do it because you didn't do a rewrite, you didn't do a plot outline, and you just messed up and you didn't fix it. There it is. That's that's it. I'm done. I just wanted to say I like how you you explained it that it's like an unexpected plot twist because I'm sure we all have read a book because you know that's what we read we read book I'm sure we've all read a book that has a plot twist and sometimes we're like oh wow what a plot twist and then there are other times where we're like huh I don't get it where did this come from this came like out of left field so yeah oh wow okay I learned a lot this episode I don't know how much I taught, but I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. It, it. it is. It's like, you know, you watch a movie, you, you read a book, and there'll be that point where, especially with movies, I have done it in the past, where something's happened and I'm like, did I miss something? Did they mention that in the beginning? And I've scrolled back through the movie and, like, rewatched it later on, thinking I must have missed them saying this or that. And it's like, no, they didn't. And it could have been that the director cut it and didn't realise, you know, that can happen. But it's, it's, it's like they're thinking, yeah, I missed, I missed something. And it's the same with books. If you throw that in, people might be going, did I miss the wizard? He must have been mentioned earlier. And then they reread it, they realise it isn't, and then you get a shitty review. That's what we're trying to stop, shitty reviews. Okay, with that said, let's turn it over to you guys. Have you ever created any Deus Ex Machina moments? Or do you know of any that you read in a book or saw in a movie? Do let us know in your answers. So, no, fucking hell. <laughs> Let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat. Next week, we're discussing how to save up for publishing. To ensure you don't miss it, hit the subscribe button on your way out. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Mayor Ride podcast. We'll see you next week. 
This podcast is brought to you by Scraps of Paper. We have notes everywhere. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.